Chapter One I never imagined my first trip to Denmark would include crouching in a forest in the dark of night, but at least the beech trees gave Luda and me much-needed cover. I rose to my feet and stood over him, jerking my head to the right to indicate that we needed to pack up and head out. When he waved me off, I shut the transmitter case with my foot and trained my Sten gun on him. He glared at me. I wasn't done with my radio transmission. You went over by five minutes. That means they'll be coming. I had little patience for people who did things that would likely get me killed. He pulled out a pistol and grabbed the case. I'm ready. I flinched when the first gunshot rang. It took the SS little effort to pinpoint our position. Luda jumped to his feet and ran with me through the forest. I breathed in through my nose and out of my mouth, like I'd do when taking a jog. I felt a cold lump in the pit of my stomach as my shoes haphazardly crushed dry leaves and twigs beneath them. We heard voices, dogs barking, and where the forest cleared, we saw the headlights of a trekker sitting in the middle of the road. Great. We've just been flanked. With heavy breaths, we paused and pressed ourselves against the trunk of a tree, as if it were all the protection we needed. Any bright ideas, Sergeant? I pulled out my golden knife and began carving repetitions of two alchemical symbols in the soft earth, fire and air. We make a stand and fight. He dropped the case and pulled out another pistol. They'll likely force us to surrender once they see my uniform. Bad plan. They might take an officer of the Danish army as a prisoner of war, but if they caught a woman in civilian clothing with a machine gun aimed at them, they'd kill me on the spot. Or take me in for interrogation with a nice dose of torture, and then kill me. Drop your weapons! A voice on a loud hailer commanded, first in English and then in German. It came from the trekker. From the other side I heard the dogs howling grow louder, and men's boots trampling crisp leaves. Luda raised his guns and fired at one of the SS officers, who made his way down from the trekker. It looked like he was hit in the shoulder, but he quickly reciprocated the gunfire. I took the opposite side and aimed my gun, hitting him with a burst of bullets. The officer grunted and fell to the ground. I began feeding my fire and air symbols with energy, and slowly built up the power I needed in them. Luda shivered and stared at me. What are you doing? Saving our lives. My right hand shook as a warning, but I ignored it and continued. I held off the effects of the spell just long enough so I could blast the other men in range. We moved to another tree when the men from behind sent gunfire and their vicious dogs our way. When they were close enough, I released the symbols, and sparks began forming in the air. The sparks grew into flames and, joined by air, became a whirlwind of fire. I directed the firestorm toward everyone behind us, and confusion and panic broke out. Some of the men fell back, while others were caught in the raging flames and burned alive. Still, others ran for cover and waited. I nudged Luda, who simply stared at the spectacle, and urged him to follow me. Emily, why are you going to avoid the trekker? he asked. A trekker only holds two at most. I'd rather go against one soldier than twenty. I felt something wet trickle down my nose and knew it was blood. I relinquished any remaining hold I had on the firestorm, and with fear I awaited the inevitable physical exhaustion to creep in. We headed up the dirt embankment and saw that the trekker still had its lights on, but no one moved there or made any further demands on the loud hailer. Where did the second man go? Luda suddenly shouted a warning, but it was too late.
The man we were looking for had wrapped his arm around Luda's neck from behind and lifted him up against the embankment with little effort. Luda dropped his weapon and began kicking his legs in the air and clawing at the man's arm to no avail. His strength was simply inhuman. Drop your weapon or I'll break his neck. I placed it on the ground in front of me and held my hands up in the air. Who are you? He released Luda and made a quick blow to the back of his head to knock him unconscious. A rich man wants I hand you over. They like collecting tower slaves. He jumped from the top of the embankment and landed on his feet. He wore no uniform, only a dark sweater and trousers. I sensed the taint of dark magic on him, and I cursed at myself for having wasted so much of my strength earlier. I'm not with the Grey Tower. I trembled from fatigue and lowered my arms.